knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, 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 back again. at it again, back at it again with the podcast, with the podcast <laughs> in the podcast room. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for tuning in. This is Ben Tyler from America's Diesel Podcast brought to you by Diesel Power Products, the best diesel retail website in. Go, go ahead. You in, got it. In the. Spit it out. Spit it out, Ben. I'm going to say the world because we have customers all over the world. All right, world. I'm taking it. Way to take the easy way out. I took it all. <laughs> I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, take it. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that being said, thank you for tuning in. Uh, obviously, if this is your first episode, uh, this is probably... This better not be your first episode, for yeah. Christ's sake. Go. <laughs> this may or may not be the worst intro we've ever done in our yeah. lives. Um, that being said, I don't think we've ever done a good intro, so yeah. maybe this is just the least bad. Uh this is Ben and Tyler. We're America's News Podcast. We put new podcasts out every week, usually on Thursdays. Uh, you can find us on every platform you can find a podcast on. I'm going to name them all because they're all out there. The one place that we do recommend you find us on, though, is YouTube. Uh, YouTube, this is a live show. You, not live show, but we're filming it, and you can actually watch me and Tyler talk. Uh, and that is the best place to get a hold of us in the comment section. Yeah. Um, I do check those regularly and try to respond to them. Uh, obviously, when I respond to them, you'll see a dash Ben, because that's me responding to you directly. Uh, and if you have any questions or anything we talk about, you can always email me or Tyler directly. You should probably just email Tyler because my email is stacked all the time. <laughs> it's Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. And Tyler has something to tell you about reviews. Ooh, reviews. We love reviews. Only five stars, though. That's the only ones we, we uh, accept. So if you want to submit a five-star review, screenshot that bad boy. Send it to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com with a picture of your truck and an address. And we'll send you a sweet sticker that looks just like my T-shirt. But not a t-shirt. It's just a sticker of the image on the t-shirt. Um, pretty sweet. It's our new uh, 
Jam and Eagle logo. Got cups, shirts. Working on some hats. I want a hat really bad because I wear hats like all the time. See, here's the thing though. So I, if if we do get America's podcast, America's Use of Podcast hats, I'm gonna be that guy. What, I bill? need I need an actual proper flat bill. I'll take it. I want and, a flat and, bill. And like so, the Dynamite has this what they call like their three panel front because obviously it's got the one big one on the bottom and two on top. Um, I like this style hat. Kill me, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a California kid. That's how it rolls. I wear flat roll. bills. My 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 uh, first gen Coven's hat. That's a that's a flat biller. Yeah, yeah. So this episode today, we're talking about you know it's it's 2020. There comes a time. There comes a time, and we've all been there. When it comes, you just you, you gotta sell your truck, and whether it's because you already bought a new one or because you have a, you know a big life change coming up, um, like I, I just sold my excursion that I put my heart and soul into <laughs> <laughs> to buy a house for me and my family. Um, it was a hard decision, but I had to do it. Uh, if you've heard me grab about it all the time on this uh, podcast, it's because it uh, still hits home pretty hard. Um, yeah. But th- there are certain things you can do to a truck to really help you sell it. And just so we don't change it too far while we're doing this podcast, this particular episode, keep in mind all the things that we're talking about doing to help sell your truck. If you are buying a truck, keep your eye out. I'm not saying we're out here trying to like cheat anybody or anything like that, but it's, you know, it goes both ways. Okay. Just, just saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So it's getting ready to sell your, you know, selling your truck. Is it that time to put a brand new, super awesome upgrade turbo on it? As long as you don't have any issues with the one that you have on it, it's probably not the best time to do that. Because yeah, I can you, almost guarantee you're not going to get your money back out of it. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. No. Like, your turbo is perfectly working, and you put a $3,000 turbo on there on there now. Are you going to get an extra $3,000 out of the truck? Well, yeah. Yeah. No. You're not. And, and, and here's the thing that... As a consumer, someone would look at, okay, let's say you have this relatively clean truck that you throw this big turbo on or this big tune or whatever on it, and that's the only thing you do. Well, as a consumer, I'm going to look at that and go, this guy only did a turbo. He didn't do anything else. He didn't do studs. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have tuning to match it. He doesn't have injectors. Like, what other stuff did, was half-assed on this truck? It's going to make me question it. Yeah. And like how is this truck drove? He's trying to he's trying to spool an S four seventy five single on a stock truck. Like, you know, how is this guy driving this truck? So it's for me something like that is gonna pose more questions than be, oh, that's cool, it's already got a turbo on it, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something you gotta be careful with. If you're if you're if you already have a modified truck that you're trying to sell, make sure you have your T's crossed and your I's dotted as far as the supporting mods. That way when a guy like me or Ben is maybe interested in a truck like that, we can look at, okay, did you do this, this, this? Oh, you did. Everything's done. It's all a matched group of parts to make this truck run as best as it can. Um, so it's something you got to be careful with. Don't, yeah, don't go throwing $3,000 into a turbo because because you think you're going to get them, you, you know, maybe you're selling a truck that's 19000 and you want to get it over twenty, and that's yeah. that's your grand plan is to throw a turbo on it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Most guys like us, I think we have the same mindset on this, is if we're going to buy a truck, we want something as close to stock as possible. <laughs> In fact, we're, we're actually looking for that truck that your grandpa bought brand new from the dealer that towed his trailer maybe four times and then is done with it because he bought a motorhome. That's the truck you want. Case in point right now. Yeah. So uh, Ashford, one of our sales guys, uh, was helping uh, one of his friends, well, one of our friends, uh, find a new truck. He was driving a uh, 
he was saving up money, kind of you know, getting things together. He had a seven three IDI. Yeah, I know, but he you know was just like, all right, you know, I've, I've made my money off of it. I've done what I need to do. I, I can afford. I'm ready for something new now. And he found, I believe it was an 07 or 08. Uh, I don't know if it was a mega cab. I know it was a single rear wheel. I don't know if it was a mega cab or four door, uh, but a Ram manual bone stock, 140,000 miles with airbags on it. Yeah. Stock everything else. Yeah. And when he mentioned that and it was a manual, I, I thought to myself, I was like, oh damn, that's nice. Yeah. And me, five, six years ago, I'd be like, dude, that's stupid. Why yeah. would you even buy that? And I'm thinking to myself now like, oh, a nice, clean, stock, unabused platform to work from. That's the best. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> with airbags. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some guys, will, you know, if you have a truck that's modified, like keep your stock stuff. I'll be honest with you, it's sometimes hard to do. And sometimes it's hard to put stuff back to stock. <laughs> it is. You know what keep I mean? it, well, not just putting it back to stock, but if I were to go buy a truck that is highly modified, I want to see, you know, I don't necessarily need to see receipts, but I want a, a like detailed parts list. If you have pictures of you installing it, or pictures of it going on. It can even be Instagram posts. Like I, I, yeah. I don't discard against that, but like an actual kind of timeline of what you did, that makes me feel better. Also, if you have, oh man. Oh, if, if you actually have like the stock parts yeah. that proves to me like you took all this stock stuff off and you still have it and it comes with the truck. Yeah. That makes me feel a lot better yeah. knowing that you are that kind of attention to detail kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as far as, you know, Modified trucks, you know, that's always a plus to have the stock stuff. Um, I mean, there's certain mods that you can kind of look over. Like if it's, a, say, a third gen Cummins, it's, you know, manual or whatever. It's got like a Super B single or something on it or a small small charger and an exhaust brake or something. That's those kind of things. I mean, this is where knowledge comes in from, from you know, the buying side to where you can look at the stuff and go, okay, that's that's okay. That's that's a good one. That's, you know, if someone, obviously maybe you had a turbo failure and that was a, that's a great replacement for the stock. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of stuff is fine. But just be careful with that. <clears throat> Again, most people that, that are going to buy a truck and if they're going to play with it, they want something that's relatively stock to start from just so they're not redoing things, you know, f- you know, after you've already got all these modified parts on it and then taking yeah. it all off and trying to get other modified stuff. So this is something that uh, you maybe want to think about if you, if you have the stock stuff laying around, maybe putting it back to stock, not a bad idea. Well, it, it's hard too because when we get that phone call when someone's trying to piece together what's on the truck um, or they're asking for a part and then you ask what's done to it and they're like, they're asking like, you know, hey, you know, you know, I need to get a, a new CP3 for my truck. And it's like, okay, what's what, what's done to it? It's like, what's well, a thousand horsepower truck? Okay, cool. What's done to it? Well, it's got a different turbo and it's got bigger injectors, and yeah, you know, and it's on forties. And, and I'm like, okay, waiting for the substance. Yeah, you know, waiting <laughs> for the numbers. And come to find out down the road, it's a, you know. It's a five nine with two hundred percent over injectors and a single four seventy five on forties or three seventy threes, and you bought it because it was a diesel for your tow rig. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, bro, dude, you just bought yourself a freaking you know misgeared drag truck basically. Yeah, <laughs> and you're trying to tow your giant fifth wheel with it. Like, I hate to say it, man, but like, you have to change a lot. <laughs> and I actually had that conversation with a, a very similar type thing after a guy, and I was like, hey, just throwing this out there, you have a single four seventy five. Most people compound a stock turbo with a 475. Do you have your stock turbo? No. Well, here's a price for a manifold and a stock turbo and a uh, 
uh, an Ada Turbo kit without the 475. Yeah. Think about that. Like yeah. you could literally keep your your injectors you have now, put that on there, regear your truck, and that thing will be a fucking beast. Yeah. Like just I mean, so good. Yeah. With with trucks that like you're mentioning that are like if someone says it's a thousand horsepower, whatever. First of all. <laughs> Always take that with a grain of salt, unless they have paper. The papers, the papers on everything. Like I'm serious about that because I mean, there's been plenty. I've gotten that call plenty of times as well. So just just make sure you've got the documentation to prove that. Again, I wouldn't necessarily half the fun for me is getting to that point, mm-hmm. not necessarily buying one that's already done. So that's just my sort of thinking behind it. But yeah, so you just just be careful with that kind of stuff. Again, we sort of would always recommend getting it as close to stock as possible. That, that, that seems to be where you get the most money out of it, unless it's completely built in like SEMA stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and, and former SEMA builds are kind of fun to you sometimes. You, every once in a while you see that SEMA build pop up that was like, SEMA 2012, selling this truck. It's a, you know, a yeah. relic, an icon, $75,000. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just like. <laughs> well, some of them I can look at. No. But, well, yeah, some of them you look at and go, no. Some of them you look at and go, yeah, that's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. obviously to the right buyer, it's worth it because, yeah. you know, those trucks typically cost, you know, to build way more than that because it's the intrinsic value of that yeah. truck being at that show that year. Yeah. In the marketing value with it. Yeah. Um, before we get into other stuff here, if you stop listening to this episode after this phrase we're going to put out there, this, this section, you've been warned. If you are buying a deleted truck or a truck that has custom tunes on there, and I'm talking like the EasyLink or EFI Life platform. If you are buying that, make sure. Excuse me, barley juice. Drag <laughs> pause, right? Yeah. <laughs> make sure you get the device or at least the EasyLink profile login. Yeah. And transfer it to you with the previous owner. Like have him do it with you. Like do not sign it until you have it with you. Yes. I can't tell you how many guys we call because they're trying to find who's tuned, what's tuned, what's been done to it, and they have nothing to go on, which means they're starting from scratch. Make sure you have the physical device. If you do not have the physical device or the owner does not have the physical device, you need the papers, which show exactly whose tunes and what tunes they are in your hands. That way you at least have something to go off of. Something. Because if you have something, you are not grasping at straws and you're not in a bad place. Yeah. So let's move on to other stuff besides like performance parts. Okay. Most of the time, if you want to get top dollar for your truck, okay, you're going to have to spend a little bit, spend a little bit of money here. What I'm talking about is maintenance stuff. Okay. Oil changes. If your coolant looks like crap, air filter, that kind of stuff. Think of it as you're going to buy your truck and what Mm -hmm. you would like to see in that truck. If your tires are shot, I'm sorry, but put something on there. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Change your oil. It's where when someone checks that oil, it's the right. It's at the right point on the stick, and it's clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, just do those things. That's going to go a long time, or go go you know um, go far for you. Because I mean, again, that's what people are going to. Most people that are buying these trucks, I'm going to say most. I mean, I may this may be like a 50% kind of thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what the exact ratio is. All right, don't hold me down on the ratio, but. <laughs> People are going to look at those basic things. They're going to look yeah. at that and they're going to make a decision right then and there if you took care of your truck. If they pull out a dirty oil, st- like a you know oil that looks like it's low and it hasn't been changed in forever, they're going to you're going to again they're going to, you're going to pose more questions to them. The, the, the whole point of selling a truck is to have all the answers to the questions that the buyer is already going to say already answered. Yeah, or they can answer them themselves by looking at it. 
I mean, that's that's the especially with your listing that you you know you create. Why are you selling it? What what it was done? Why was it done? Those kind of things. Be transparent, okay? Because that anytime that you pose a question to a buy, like you unwillingly pose a question to a a buyer, it, it, it kind of anytime it backs you into the corner, you're like, oh, oh, oh well, I don't know, you know that kind of thing. You don't want that to happen. Answer all those questions that you think that buyer is going to ask and have those already done. I mean, it's going to save you a ton of time in the long run. And I've actually learned this from you as far as for doing listings, because your listings you do are way better than my listings. I actually had you update one of my listings mm-hmm. before because it's, 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 it's it, the cleaner you can make the listing, the, the, again, you're, you're answering all the questions. You're making that buyer more confident in knowing that this is worth that money. Yeah. You know, especially if you're in a flooded market, like my 1500 that I was kind of in kind of a little bit of a flooded market with those. Mm-hmm. And so anything that I could do to make mine stand out a little bit more because I was asking a premium for mine just because of what, what was done to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 more people are going to gravitate towards that listing because of, of how you've laid that out. Yeah. If you just do a listing, it's like, I got a 05 Ram Cummins, get it, whatever. Yeah. Done. It's a common baby. Yeah. Like that kind of like you, you, that kind of, I mean, sometimes you might fall into a good deal. Sometimes you, you, you mm. might not, you know, you might be shoot. I mean, there's shoot. There's I've seen trucks for sale for months with the same listing. And it's like, that doesn't seem like a bad truck, but their listing is junk. It makes yeah. it look like it's fake. Like, mm. so just, just kind of dialing that stuff in, take your time with it. I know a lot of people when they want to sell a truck, they want to sell it now. They want to get rid of it. Um, and they don't spend the time in the listing. They let the pictures explain that doesn't work. You got to have the full package. Yeah. And pictures do help a lot. We all have camera phones. We all have phones that have cameras that can post directly to them. If Facebook allows you to have 25 pictures, take 25 25 pictures. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and I will say at least since I've been an adult, I've never had, Every single vehicle that I've sold, the first person that actually comes to physically look at it buys it. Yeah. Because I usually try and make those listings. And of course, you always have people that you know message you or something like that. But those that have actually come to look at it, you know, the answers are all there. I yeah. list everything. If it's got rust on it, I take a picture of the rust and show it. Yeah. Like this is like there, there no is, surprises. There's no surprise. It has rust right here. You know, why I had it, why I bought it, why I'm selling it, so on and so forth. Because the, the more upfront you are, the better it's gonna like just you don't have to you don't have to lie you know you yeah because someone who knows what they're looking at they're gonna come look at it and be like yeah this guy's a total liar yeah and then he's gonna they're kind of trying to knock you down on the price whereas well then they start to think like what else are you pulling the rug over on yeah. me on like I mean there's the, 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 you don't want to have that that relationship with your buyer that is like a big question mark every time that you guys talk or whatever you know what yeah. I mean like it's it just Again, confidence, just making sure you've got all your all your T's crossed and your I's dotted. Everything's mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing better than selling something that you know is exactly how you represented it and you have nothing to hide. The yeah. confidence that you will have in selling that, I guarantee you will sell that vehicle way quicker. Oh yeah. Way quicker. Yeah. So next type so next types of stuff. What can really what you can add to your vehicle now that will help you get your dollar for it. Um I think Tyler mentioned this before, but if your tires are worn, get new tires. Yeah. Good tires on a truck can, and this goes both ways, good tires on a truck can hide a lot of other issues. And I don't mean that trying to sound like a thief selling or know everything buying, 
But if like, I know for a fact, if I'm buying a, a vehicle and there is like literally brand new tires on it, I, I can assume one of two things. One, it's a, it's good because if they're the size that I want or tires that I like, tires aren't cheap yeah. and I'm getting them. Like you're not going to get, if you spend $2,000 on tires, you're not going to get an extra $2,000 out of vehicle, but it may hide alignment issues. It may hide front end issues for not only just for being able to look at it because I can look at tires and tell how the alignment's doing on the vehicle, but also how it drives. A nice new tire properly inflated will track and handle a heck of a lot better than worn tires will. Yeah. That's just the name of the game. So I usually know if I go to buy a vehicle and has brand new tires on it, it's either hiding some stuff, the guy it's really maintained, or I just know, hey, I might have to do a couple of front end parts, but at least I got fresh rubber. Yeah. Because I honestly I love buying tires, but I hate it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mostly because it's like, well, it's got. At this, you know, you, it's just one of those things where you think at this point tires should be a little bit cheaper than what they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not, it's like, come they're on, never. never you guys haven't perfected this and got these things cheaper yet? Gosh, <laughs> it's just rubber. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Another thing is appearances. Um, clean your vehicle, and when pay I pay someone to have it detailed, if you like, don't do like that, yeah, if you don't like doing it, pay someone to do it. But where you're, where you will really make up your money. Because if you know if you pay someone to do it, that's money out of your pocket, right? So if in it doesn't take a lot of extra parts to do this. Get yourself a good, high quality interior cleaner. You know, I, I personally I use Shine Supply. I know there's like Adams and all other kind of stuff out there. Yeah. Don't get yourself like the Meguiar's greasy. Yeah, don't get don't leave that like that used car. Yeah, like that shiny like no. Nice, and cl- nice and clean. Get yourself a, a pack of the Meguiar's. Uh, um, fleece claws from from uh costco for like 25 bucks or something like that the yellow ones you know what i'm talking about and you know every day you know maybe on lunch for a week or when you get home from work take 10 minutes clean the door jams yeah take 10 minutes clean the other door jams clean clean the inside of the windows clean everything clean door panels clean every single piece of plastic you can find and you may not have to or you may not want to necessarily you know shampoo your carpets but a good thorough vacuuming on a car's interior, you would be amazed yeah. how much a good vacuuming gets out of that. And just having really good clean windows, a clean, good smelling interior, and I don't mean put thousands of air fresheners in there. Yeah. You know, if you got kids and dogs and you know, it kind of smells a little funky in there, which I totally understand, you know, make sure for a couple of days beforehand, leave the windows cracked. Maybe throw an air freshener in there. Yeah. Just so that it doesn't Some smell like or something. Some freaking gym bag yeah. and, and wet dog when they get in there. Yeah. If you smoke, first off, you shouldn't smoke. Second, uh, air the vehicle out. Yeah, you know, and and if you think you're gonna sell it, you know, personally, just and I can't say no people do this, but like roll the freaking window down when you have your cigarette lit. If you're smoking in your car, or someone else smoking in your car, roll the freaking windows down and don't ash inside the vehicle. I'm sorry, environment, whatever. But like, if you're trying to sell your vehicle, yeah. maybe for like the next month, you know, try to either not smoke in it or like really take precautions yeah. to let it air out. And then multiple good vacuumings and cleanings to help get that smell out of there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And also, as far as appearance-wise, I mean, there's a ton of... I mean, I know we got a ton of them here locally. If you've got a little... Like a couple of like little dents that mm. aren't like chipping their crack in the paint, look up a paint, uh, look up a paintless dent repair guy. You can probably go in and fix a lot of little dents mm-hmm. for relatively cheap. And that, again, is just one of those things that just, just helps out in the overall appearance. I mean, it, it, it's, you, you, again, 
if, if you're look, looking at a truck and that thing is just like just straight down the panels, bed, everything, and then, you know, because obviously when someone's buying a truck, they're probably looking at more than one. You know, those are the little things that are going to set you apart from the others. And that's mm-hmm. that's the whole fact. It's not like you're selling a rare vehicle here, okay? You know, where you can have like a dent in the quarter panel and be like, well, it's one of a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> either deal with it or you don't. You're these trucks are a dime a dozen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta do those little things that just sets yours apart from the rest. And that's it, again, it's gonna make that selling quicker. Everybody wants to get rid of their stuff quick, move on to the next thing. That's what's going to do it. Honestly, I think cleanliness can really help you sell your vehicle Oh, for quickly. sure. For sure. Even if it's old, it's got a lot of miles, maybe it does have some dents in there, or the seat's torn. It doesn't matter. Just clean it as best you can. Yeah. It's. I can't tell you how many times, like, actually, even the Suburban, last, the, when I sold my Suburban, the guy didn't even test drive it. Yeah. <laughs> he came in Saturday and looked around and was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So he's got, like, I think yeah. I had almost 250 on it when I sold it. And he's like, I mean, aside from the tear in the seat, this thing's... This thing's mint on the inside. And I kind of told him what I had going on. He's like, I can tell you really took care of this thing. Low key, I freaking hated it. Yeah. But I took care of it. You know, yeah. I, I did my maintenance on it. I did what I needed to do. It rode the way it needed to. And everything worked. And he, you know, he hit me you know, a little bit lower on the price and whatnot. But it was within my range. I was like, cool. Let's do it. I was, yeah. in, I was done in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, I have one more thing to close up unless you have something else. I got nothing. Okay. Tips for getting the deal done, okay? If you're a younger kid and you've never actually sold a vehicle private party before, this is for you. If you're an older person, not an older person, but if you're older and you've done it a couple times and you, f- you always kind of feel at the end, like, I feel like I should have got something else. Like, I feel like I just, it was too, like, I might get screwed in the end or something like that. Write yourself up a bill of sale. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. Just bill of sale. You know, and date two it. copies, date it with your VIN number, mileage, sold as is, as is, yeah. no warranty. I know it sounds crazy, but you'd be amazed. Sold as is, no warranty, and then leave spaces for you to write, you know, you put your name, your uh, address on there or whatnot. Cause sign it. Here's the other thing, too. You're going to get their name, their address, their phone number. I, I even go so far as, hey, man, can I take a picture of your license? Yeah. You know, and, and then we both sign the same thing. So we have in duplicate. He has one of me. I have one of him. That way when it comes down to it, hey, you, you had this vehicle. Actually, I sold that on this day. Here's the bill of sale. Here's the mileage it was at. Well, we sold it was stolen. Well, what's the mileage on it? What's this? Well, obviously I sold it on this day with this mileage on that. It's not mine. And I had a you know, and then uh, depending on what your state laws are, make sure that you go do your release of liability. Yep. I know it's in Washington. It's like 10 days, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and I think it's at the bottom of the title. Yeah. Just rip it off and sign mm-hmm. it and send it in. And photocopy everything before you leave your house. Photocopy the title. Photocopy your insurance thing. Photocopy anything that has to do with that vehicle that's paperwork that might leave with the buyer. Photocopy it. Yep. I know it's not an official copy, but if you have something for your records, like I have a little file cabinet at home, Every vehicle, motorcycle I've ever owned has a file with all the paperwork that I had on in there just for, just in case something happens down the road. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You can never be too careful. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's my rant on that one, man. That's, yeah. that's the way to kind of keep yourself safe. Uh, hopefully you guys have found this uh, particular episode informative. Um, if you have any tips and tricks, let us know in the comments or uh, email us, let us know, and we can, you know, maybe try it on our own because you know, we're always buying and selling trucks. You never yeah. know. So. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com. 
when you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.